Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hoops and Cards. Gary here, I'm your host. Grateful for this show where we talk a lot about basketball and how it impacts the card market. So whether you're a collector or investor, I'm glad you're here at Hoops and Cards. I love that basketball cards, like thanks to so many platforms, uh, online or in person, card shows, or you guys that are gonna, like you weekend warriors lining up at Target tomorrow at 8 a.m. Like good luck. But there's so many ways to have fun, to make money, to enjoy yourself in basketball cards and in savoring the hobby and the sport that we love. And guys, today I'm so thrilled. I've been I've been participating in Starstock for about six months now, a great online platform for buying and selling and just a great resource for you card collectors and investors. Love looking at the NBA emerging 30 every week and seeing the trends, following the players, looking for guys who are the next breakout cards. So Scott Greenberg from Starstock, man, so glad to have him with us today. Let's get after it. Hoops and cards. Hey, Hoops and Cards. I am so pumped, as you know, to welcome Scott Greenberg, CEO of Starstock, which we love as a platform for collecting, buying, selling uh, cards, not just basketball cards, but all of them. So, Scott, thanks for coming on with us tonight at Hoops and Cards. No, thank you for having me on. I'm really excited. For sure. And uh, you you have just had a wild ride the last like 12 or 13 months you know, and we have some people that maybe they're just now hearing about Starstock. Can you tell us, I mean, it's it's gone from a, a new idea or com- concept to being this incredible, like, uh, resource, opportunity, community. I'd love to just hear how you guys got started, what, whatever version you want to tell us, but, but it's a, just exciting to see the trajectory of how you guys have grown. Yeah, well, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. We got... You know, I, you know, I'd, I'd say we got started about three years ago, and that was that was when um, I got back into the hobby. I grew up a really big collector. I got back in about three years ago. Um, my partner Mike Kuchera did did as well, um, and he he had a similar story to me, where where he was a big collector growing up, put it down, you know, for 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 a few years, um, and got back in, you know, two and a half three years ago. Uh, for me personally, speaking on my own experience, I was intrigued by how the market shifted from, you know, what was very much a collector's focused hobby of collecting your favorite players to, you know, what it is now, which there's collecting, there's trading, there's investing. I was very interested in kind of the, the trading and investing uh, pieces to it and wanted a way to basically prospect young basketball players. I'm a really big college basketball fan. And so I thought... Um, I'd have a leg up prospecting undervalued first, second, and third year players in the NBA. And I thought of it very much as, you know, in the same light that I thought of fantasy sports and and sports betting, just another way for me to watch sports, have fun and make money. Um, Hmm. and so I dove into eBay and, and Mike dove into eBay as well. At the time, we actually didn't know each other. Um, and we, you know, there, there was a lot of friction on there, obviously. And, and we identified that and, we had a common friend in Nigel Eccles. He was previously the founder of FanDuel, has an extensive sports betting background and an extensive background in, in uh, fantasy sports. And, the, you know, that was our middle connection. And the three of us got lunch one day and we started talking about sports cards. And Mike and I were talking about, you know, all the friction that, that we saw in the marketplaces. And 
Nigel just couldn't wrap his, you know, couldn't believe that we were talking about how the prices were going up and down based on athlete performance and like almost, almost fell out of his chair, to be honest. Um, and was like, we got to build a stock market using these. Huh. And, and so that's really how the concept got started. I think that was, you know, in the summer of 2019. Um, and we set out, you know, to build star stock, maybe two days afterwards, um, we hired engineers and we got going. Um, and so we, we launched the product in, in May, uh, last May. So we've been live for about 11 months or so. And, and really the focus for us is enabling people to, um, trade at scale and to trade instantly. And so those were the, the biggest areas of, of, uh, you know, pain for, for me personally, I couldn't understand if I was super bullish on, you know, a rookie basketball player, why I had to buy a hundred cards in individual transactions and have a hundred boxes, you know, um, you know, shipped out and showing up at my doorstep. And then the millennial in me just couldn't understand why it wasn't instant. And I didn't, mm. and why I didn't gain ownership until the card showed up at my house. And so what we put together is that we can separate ownership and possession and, we can take the possession of all the cards. And if we do that, then we can allow people to trade the ownership rights instantly. And if they can do that, then we can group multiple sellers into one transaction and you can buy cards at scale. And, you know, that would really create a stock market feel. And so that's, that's, you know, the, the concept for star stock. Um, it's very similar to that of gold. If you think of, of gold, which is an asset that has billions of dollars changing hands every single day, but no one's actually shipping gold back and forth to each other. Um, and so that's like a similar model that we've adopted here at Starstock. Okay. it's awesome. And, and at what point did you guys decide, uh, you mentioned gold, like some cards are mint and some cards just aren't. You guys have the Starstock A, B, and C. How did that system, you know, how, where'd that come from, number one? And number two, how do, how do you think it's helped? Because it certainly is good, like like you said, buying and selling cards on eBay. When are you going to get them? Like, how long is it going to take? I'm paying shipping, and then I get it, and it may be like off center, and you're like, what? You know? Yeah. Um, when we set out to build the product, we we listed all of the pain points that we had when buying cards, and one of the pain points we all experience. You know, you can zoom in on product photos as much as you want. You can look at the edges, the corners, the surface area. But typically when the card shows up in the mail, it looks a lot different. Um, and it's very hard to trust that you're buying a good raw card. Um, it's nerve wracking. And so the goal with, with our light grading system was to just help people feel more comfortable that they're buying a good raw card. Um, and so when you buy a Starstock A, it's been vetted by our team and you know it's a mint condition card or a near mint condition card. And uh, I think 93% of our A's have graded a PSA nine or 10 when, when okay. graded there. Yeah. That's, that's great to see that like confirming type of result for mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So you launched this platform in May, right? Uh, a couple months after pandemic started and maybe tell me a little bit about what you had hoped for when you launched compared to what's actually taken place these last, what, 10 months, 11 months now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we hoped for people to send their cards in <laughs> and we didn't know if it was going to happen. Like we launched with a few thousand cards on the site in May. Um, I think we started flagging them down in March. So I think in around two months, we were able to get 3000 cards about to launch with. I had to even like, I drove up to 
about 30 minutes south of Canada to pick up a few cards. And so we literally everything that we could possibly do. We had to pay one person to, you know, to ship us his stuff. And so we did whatever we could. I guess if you fast forward now, we actually hit the million uh, card mark this afternoon. Wow. So, today. Today. Like wow, you know, that's three sweet. or four hours ago. So um, and you didn't have to drive somewhere to pick up the, <laughs> this now, card from somebody. Nowadays, they all just show up to us. Um, <laughs> so we, but you know, we, we really, you know, we focused really hard prior to launch. Um, and, and also since we've launched the company on just having a really good seller experience and taking work off their hands and making it more profitable. And the idea was if we could do that, then the cards are going to come. Like it's a no brainer to ship them to us. And the great thing about the sports card market um, is that it's filled with people that are very entrepreneurial and aware, like they know where to get the best deal. Um, And they know, like, you know, so like they will find, they will find the best place to sell cards. They will find the best place to buy cards um, because it's, it's a smart market. Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely right seeing so many good entrepreneurs people that understand business but one of the things we wind up talking about a lot here at hoops and cards and you mentioned it is the connection between a a player's performance that day or that week and their card values have you seen that play out on your platform on a regular basis it seemed like it, it it certainly starts that way at the beginning of a like the NBA season in January, you saw the hype build up and, you know, somebody goes off for 25, all of a sudden their cards doubled. But have you seen that continue? And I'd love to hear like, um, yeah, are people using it that way on your platform? Yeah. So uh, Carlos Rodon uh, almost threw a perfect game last night. He actually threw a no hitter. Um, This time yesterday, you were buying his tops Chrome star stock a for a dollar. Today you're buying it for $16. And so like we, yeah, there, there's tons of, of price movement. What I'll say is like, it really depends on the player. Um, LeBron James could probably score 50 points for a couple weeks in a row and it won't move his price because it's already, <laughs> right. but like, if it's a rookie, you know, and we saw this with um, Talon Horton Tucker in the preseason, we saw uh, when Markel Fultz tore his ACL, we saw his card go from 70 to like $25 in yeah. 24 hours. I haven't looked at Jamal Murray's, but I'm sure he's dropped since he tore his ACL. There's just real, there, there's real price movement that's going on. Um, and we wanted to, I feel like with our model, we're in a really good position to capture that movement. Whereas, you know, um, and, and so what I mean by that is for some people that were watching this baseball game last night, if they saw how well, you know, Rodone was pitching in the sixth inning, they could have bought his card and made a bet that this guy was actually going to follow through and pitch a perfect game. Right. If they were right. They could sell that card two hours later. Now, if you were doing that on another site and you made that bet and you bought that card, you're waiting for that card to show up and it might take a week or two. And by that time, he might have blown the perfect game or, you know, he might have uh, had another start and gotten injured or gave up 10 runs in the first inning. You right. just don't know what's going to happen. So... Um, price is moving really fast and we wanted to build a site where people can capitalize on that. Would you compare it in that way to day trading, like on an E-Trade type of thing? A little bit. Uh, 24 hours a day. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing is like with fantasy football and, and, uh, like sports betting, you could live bet, but Mm -hmm. with fantasy football, you set your lineup and then it locks and then Mm -hmm. you're on the couch and you're watching the games. 
with with a site like Starstock, we feel like we have a great platform for people to uh, open up the site while they're watching the games and trade yeah. players while they're watching. Um, and that and that's really that's actually like our one of our biggest goals. Yep. That's one of my favorite things about it. Like I, I've done that with basketball games. I've done that with football games. Done that with basketball pro- or sorry, baseball prospecting going into this season. Um, but Scott, one of the things I think is so cool is you aren't just providing a platform there at Starstock. You're helping educate people and let them see the trends like the Emerging 30 Index. Maybe you could say a bit about that and how you've seen how you would encourage people to use it because you monitor like every Monday. I, I can log in and see you know, what, what Jaron Jackson's cards have done leading up to his hopeful return. I just have a thing about it, uh, like saying Jaron Jackson's name, every podcast, I, it just, it just happens. So there he is. But I, I'm looking at guys like Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, some of the non, you know, not the biggest names, but, but I love being able to see things like the trends on, on emerging 30. Yeah. So, so the emerging thirties, uh, you know, it was the first index we launched. It was the first ever NBA uh, basketball index. Um, what basically what we did there was we took uh, the 30 top prospects from 2017 to 20, 2017 to 2020. These are the people that have the most price movement. That's the kind of the uh, that that range there. People in their mm-hmm. first four or five years in the league. Um, also players that were most liquid on Starstock. Um, and what we did is we took the exact same card type prism and the exact same grade. For this index, it's Starstock A. For our baseball index, it's the PSA 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and we put them all on an index. Uh, and what that allows you to do basically is compare players without even needing to know anything about cards or anything about the grade. And so the goal with this was, you know, how can we enable sports fans that might not know a ton about sports cards yet to come to our site and buy players and to feel like they're investing in players? And this is a way where you don't need to know anything about sports cards because you're you're really just comparing, you know, prices and players to other players and, and prices, if, if that yeah. makes sense. It does. It does. And I noticed you guys recently added, like, I can go into my collection on Starstock and look either at the whole collection or just basketball and see what the value of it has done over the last few weeks. I think that is so cool, be, being able to chart that for people. So. You, you guys have hit, are there any other pain points that you, you're like seeing, oh, we, we want to address this next? Because you mentioned, uh, I, I think that's brought a lot of help to investors and collectors that you, this is why you started, right? Yeah. To help to help fans and collectors with some of the friction, love that word, like with, that's going on in the hobby. Are there other things where you're like, oh man, we got to cross this hurdle or somebody's going to for collecting and investing? Yeah, I mean, like our product, our product list is just, Super long. <laughs> um, there's tons of stuff that we want to do. I'd say two areas that I think we really need to improve um, on is one collection mechanics. So I like to break down the the hobby as collectors, traders, and investors. I think we have a great platform for traders and investors. I think there's a lot of improvement that we can do with collection, helping people fill gaps in their collection, helping people create the rainbow, all sorts of different cool things that we can do. So I'd like to see us progress there. And it's an area that we'll be working on a lot. Um, and then I'd say the second part is like seller tools. Um, mm. And so we've been hearing a lot more of this recently um, is just better tools for people to relist their card, to change price of their card, um, 
better tools for people that have thousands or tens of thousands of cards on our site and want a faster way to bulk price them, things like that. Um, And so those are two areas that we'll be working on um, in this upcoming quarter. Yeah. And and as, as I asked the question about what things might be ahead, I'm still like, I can't believe the past year going from zero to a million cards. And like everybody in this, in this card market, uh, feels like constantly playing catch up, whether it's to the trends or getting more submissions than you ever dreamed. Like how, how has your staff and team and your um, storage capacity changed over, <laughs> over the last 12 months to, to not just survive, but to, to capitalize on some of this wave? Well, we've upgraded to vault number three now, or we're on our way into vault number three. Um, and so that that's probably a little bit of a surprise. I, I thought there was a feeling, you know, my goal was like, let's grow out of vault one and, and need to get a new vault, you know, a larger vault for vault two. But we've actually grown out of that one as well. And we're, we're on to our third one, we're on <laughs> to a new one. Um, insane. So, so that's, that's exciting. Um, we have an amazing team. We've, we've been scaling the team up uh, recently and, hiring more people to process cards, which is we've seen over the past few weeks, especially as backlogs improving and, and we're getting through. And we, we think we're really going to make a lot of ground in these next few weeks. Um, and like fast pass is now back under a week, which is really great. Um, we have an awesome team here. Uh, yeah. Really, really passionate, energetic, hardworking, and they love cards. They're all collecting. And the few of them that, you know, maybe didn't join Starstock as a card collector, they're doing breaks every night. They're doing razes. They're uh-huh. boxes. And so uh, it's entertaining, man. It's so fun to keep up with. I, I, I'm curious, like over the last year since you've learned, I mean, there's not just the growth of the business. You have probably met so many amazing people who aren't just like, like just fun to hang out with or whatever. Like they've come alongside and are part of your team. Like there's probably a lot of, a lot of your team now that you didn't even know a year ago. Most of them. Like, yeah. A year ago, today, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, just a few of us, um, and we are—we've been growing very fast. Uh, that's for sure. It's awesome. Well, I—I uh, I love again, Scott. Your thinking for the like the basketball card collector, the investor, and looking at pain points. And uh, one of my highlights—and this is going to sound strange—but you'll get one of my highlights from the last six months as a collector. E- even like I have you know, submissions to PSA or to uh, ComC or to Starstock, like you guys actually sent us, your members, an email saying, hey, we just been flooded with cards. We've been flooded with, and, and we haven't been able to keep up as fast as we as we ought to or we want to. And, and it, it was sort of like just letting us know where you're at and also letting let, letting us know you care. Mm-hmm. And you guys helped us with a, with a credit on our accounts. I'm like, that is, that is, that is customer service. So... I don't know if, if all all the rest of your members thanked you, but I I am. It, it just seems great to have somebody that's actually paying attention to uh, us startup entrepreneurs, you know, us that are just getting into the hobby. So I don't know if you want to say anything about that season or that decision, that decision, excuse me, um, to to communicate with your people like that because I, I think that that helped. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, well, thank you. Um, yeah. Well, like we're nowhere without every you know everyone in this hobby, and we uh, we owe literally 100% of our success to all of our users. It's that simple. Um, so we really care a lot about that. It's, you know, by far the most important uh, thing to us here at Starstock are our customers. Um, and we want to have a very customer focused 
culture here and we're you were you know that's that's the type of business that we're building and so um it's fair for everybody to know what's going on underneath the hood here and what the status is you know we um there's been some people that have been upset with submission times don't blame them you know we uh we went we probably saw an increase of somewhere between five or seven x the amount of cards in a in about you know four to eight weeks from december into january um and you know we we had to scale up our team fast uh not easy to do especially when you're hiring people that are verifying and, and giving light grades to cards they need to come with card background they need to be trained etc we had to shut down for covid reasons a few times and so we just wanted to put an email out there let everyone know where we're at what they can expect uh moving forward and just have us all get on the same page I th- we, we feel like it's best that way um and uh and hopefully hopefully our customers are seeing improvements in our submission times um it's been going down over the past few weeks for sure um really that that's really it yeah no they mean the response time has been going yeah our time's gone yeah we've cut off a, a few weeks okay. uh, um and we worked really hard to 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 get fast pass back down to one week um and we have you know we have card processors that are coming in on the weekend every single weekend. Uh, and this goes back to October, November. Um, okay. We have people in here processing cards every single day. Um, and we, you know, unfortunately, like I said, we had to shut down the office for um, a week or two, um, you know, th- throughout yeah. January and, and February uh, for COVID reasons. And so, we're, you know, we're very much doing our best and, and we appreciate patience of, of those that are, that are waiting. Absolutely. And, uh, and, you know, Scott, maybe we could shift gears just for a couple minutes about your, you know, where you came from. I heard you say fantasy basketball. I heard you say NBA fan. I heard you say prospecting, right. And looking at guys like, could there be a platform or a way to invest in some of the lower tier guys or the, the, you know, the not Zions, the not Lucas. Right. Um, and, and I'd be curious, like, do you have time to be that guy anymore? like paying attention to, to basketball or following your teams or like, is there still that love for the game, love for the hobby? And, and if so, are there any guys you're looking at or you, you don't want to mention to us right now? Cause um, it's funny. Our last, our last podcast was like seven guys. Nobody's talking about, you yeah. know, some of the, the star stock guys that are less than a buck or whatever. Yeah. Well, I go home and I watch basketball every night. I love <laughs> basketball. That's ne- that, that part of my routine will never end. Um, that yeah, a uh, big basketball fan, big football fan as well, and awesome. all, all all the sports. And I'm very much, very much collecting in this hobby, all over the place. I'm flipping cards on Star Stock. I'm buying, uh, you know, probably have a collection of ten to twenty cards that aren't on Star Stock that I keep at home with me, and I'm always uh-huh. you know, kind of working through that as well. And so, um, I love it. You know, like this is just what I love to do. It's my it's my passion and my, and, and my, you know, my favorite hobby probably. And so, um, going to be, going to be hard to get me to stop doing that. Um, and it's <laughs> also, awesome. you know, that's, it's part of my job too. So I'm lucky about that. <laughs> totally. Totally. Well, and some people, when, when like this dream or this idea to start a new business, when it actually starts to take off your life changes exponentially. And you, if you're not careful, you can lose the love for the game and what you do because you're trying not to not to fail <laughs> like you're trying to keep up with stuff and 
sounds like you've got an awesome team around you and you're you're staying you <laughs> like you're st still following the game and love it I, I think that's fantastic um yeah who's your team like do you have a favorite team or player that you yeah i'm i'm a nick fan um okay. so this is one of the first exciting years of my life <laughs> right and if not see not seasons just years like that you know yeah. That's how that's how much the the Knicks have ruined my life growing up is that they've oh, just man. been terrible. We've had a we had a couple of good years with Melo. Um, I think uh, and I don't own I I think I own one PSA ten of this guy, but I think he's just playing playing out of his mind the past couple of months. RJ Barrett's for real, dude. Yes, he is for real, and he has the work ethic and he has the mindset, which are the other two pieces that go along with having the talent and he has the talent too. And I'm, I'm super bullish on him. And I think like, if you go to our index page, you can see that his star stock a is trading at $42 compared to John Morant that's trading for 150, And that just doesn't add up to me. Right. John Morant. And, and I actually, uh, you know, I watched the game the other night, the Grizzlies versus the Knicks. We came back and won and RJ played amazing. And John Morant's really, really good. But sure. even if, even if, John Morant was trading at 50% above RJ. I'd still think that's a little bit too much. And his card price is literally four, four times the amount of RJ Barrett. And so I think he's really, really undervalued, but at the same time, take it with a grain of salt because I am a Knicks fan. And sure. so I have been known to, you know, to kind of wishful, you know, do some wishful thinking on there. Oh, no, he's proven you right this year. I, I think he's really proven you right. He's probably the second or third best rookie in that class. Uh, just people aren't noticing it. And I love about Starstock that if I just want to spend a few bucks on an RJ Barrett, I can go in and buy a Don Russ Starstock B rookie, or mm -hmm. I can go big and get a PSA 10 Prism Silver. What mm -hmm. I want to ask you about Knicks fan is Julius Randle. Like, how good is that guy? How long does he stay? Do you want him to stay? Like, is he, right? Is he a uh, superstar? Is he a superstar? Was he he's 25, not, 26? Not, he's not a superstar, but he's an all-star. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, uh, he's really good. I didn't want to admit it to myself at the beginning of the year, but he, he just is. I, I went to the Laker game on Monday and he was, he's just, he's fantastic. He really is. And he's yeah. another person who's just got an incredible work ethic. What I hear. And you got to believe it because he had a very, very mediocre jump shot and he's just shooting the ball lights out this year. And that's really been the difference maker. Yeah. Um, but just you combine his, He's he's a he's a matchup nightmare because you can't guard him with a two or a three, uh, he'll he'll back you down, and you can't he's blowing by most fours. So, yeah. uh, he's really good. He's really good, and he could be, he could be a piece to a championship team. I don't know if it's the Knicks one, but he could be like that. You know, maybe probably the third or fourth best player on a on a championship team, or maybe the second best player on a really really good team. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And he's not selfish. Like I see his assist totals every night. I'm like, what in the world? Like he's, he's a more complete player than just a double, double machine. I thought he might be right. Yeah. And, and he's, and he's great in the locker room. Um, he's been great with all these young guys. I, like it, it's been a fun, like for what, for the first time in my life. And, and I'm a really big Carmelo Anthony fan and we had a couple good years with him, yeah. but even when we did have those good years, you know, just the vibe wasn't the same as it was this year. And maybe it's because we're just, we're just overperforming 
everybody's expectations by so much, but it's just, it's, it's been fun to watch the games this year. And it's been a long time since it's actually been fun to turn on the game and, and watch yeah. it. And so, yeah. You, you Dude, I get it. I've been a lifelong oh, Cavaliers fan and we only had four, like four of the last 12 years have been good. Right. With, with LeBron. Um, last question, Scott, like Emmanuel quickly, what do you think his trajectory is? I bought a card of his at the card show a few days ago. Sorry, it wasn't on star stock, but I'll get there. Um, like I bought it quickly and I don't really know what I'm buying. Like, is he an eventual first option for a team or is he just, uh, um, a guy with lots of potential, like tons of potential. He could be the thing I like the most about him. And as you can break down the, the Knicks first round draft picks of the past few years and, and, I'm a big believer that the the gap in talent in the NBA is so slim now because everyone's so good that yeah. having the right mindset and being confident is so important. And so a great example of that's like Colin Sexton, right? For the Cavs, like that dude thinks he's the baddest guy on the court every single night he goes out. <laughs> that's um, part of why he's good. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 like if you take, if you took that away from him, he is so mediocre, you know, he wouldn't be who he is, but like yeah. he's got this, you know, he's got this, this chip on his shoulder that makes him really good. And quickly is kind of similar in that sense where he is never afraid to shoot the ball. He's never afraid to have it in his hands at the end of the game. He, he's, he wants to be the guy taking the, the, the last free throw. Um, and you look at some of the other draft picks that we've had over the past few years, you know, I don't even need to say their names. Like they've been really talented, but have kind of lacked that confidence. I, I, I've, I've told someone the other day, I feel like if you took Emmanuel quickly's, you know, swagger and you gave it to Kevin Knox, he'd maybe be an all-star. And so I really like that aspect about him. Um, I think he's going to be a really good player. I don't know how good to be honest, because I think he has a high ceiling, but he also could be a, you know, a really good role player on a team. Yeah. But he's so much. Yeah. So much is about opportunities. Like if the Knicks add another big piece in the off season, right. Not all those fit together, but Scott, thanks again. Thank you so much for Starstock and all you do. Um, Hoops and Cards, all you listeners, check out starstock.com. Join, uh, build your collection. Scott, any last words you'd say for somebody brand new to this thing? Um, no, I, you know, have fun, enjoy, uh, and share your feedback. Yeah, share your feedback with us, please. We love it. Um, so, you know, whether you're you're messaging it or, or emailing it over to us or sharing with you, Gary. Um, I hope everyone loves the site and, and, and if there's anything that, that uh, you have that you think we can improve, pass it along. Will do. Will do. And thanks for adding wax. Love it. All right. I got to wrap this up. I got to go buy me some RJ Barrett. Scott, thank you. Thank you so much uh, again for Starstock and for all you do, man. It's been great having you on the show. No, thanks for having me on. I'll, I'll, I'll come back and talk some more Knicks in the future. I'd, I'd love to. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Wow, what an episode. So much fun talking with Scott and hearing the story of Starstock. And and guys, if you want to jump in on Starstock, he actually gave us a promo code to get $10, free 10 bucks into your account if you sign up for Starstock and use this uh, promo code. It's HOOPS, all caps, HOOPS, and then the AND symbol, CARDS, all caps, HOOPS AND CARDS. But HAND is not the word, it's AND the AND symbol. So awesome that he's doing that letting us uh, get in on Starstock as a great platform for you to buy, sell, trade, collect, and really 
diversify uh, how you invest, how you, I love what he said about prospects. And so maybe you're going to jump on there today and, and your first deposit, you'll get 10 extra dollars. Hoops and cards, the promo code. So go buy some RJ Barrett's, some Mitchell Robinson's, Robert Williams, whoever you want to buy. I, I can't tell you who to buy. Like you, you can buy Darius Garland's for all I care. Like drive up the value and it's fine with me. But guys, it's been great. Hope you have an awesome week and see you at the next episode of Hoops and Cards.